Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Monday, July 17th. Coming up, a conversation with the first Democrat to enter the 2024 race for Missouri governor, State House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid. We'll hear how she hopes to achieve a blue win in a ruby red state. But first, our weekly look at top government and politics stories on both sides of the state line. Republican Kansas Attorney General Chris Kobach has hired a conservative Christian law firm to help defend abortion regulations in Kansas. The Alliance Defending Freedom also helped with the U.S. Supreme Court case that overturned federal abortion rights last year. The organization says it will work for free to help defend a Kansas law that makes women wait 24 hours before an abortion, and it also requires doctors to provide certain counseling to patients. Julia Payne, an attorney for the group, says the law is legal because it does not prevent anyone from receiving an abortion. It simply ensures that they fully understand the consequences of abortion and have time to consider those consequences when they make their decision. Kansas abortion providers are suing to have the law thrown out for violating the state constitution's right to an abortion. They argue the law violates that constitution by delaying access to the procedure. Missouri's statewide 2024 election may still be 16 months away, but the ballot already seems to be getting a little more crowded each day. Near the top of the ballot, another Democrat has entered the fray for the chance to challenge U.S. Senator Josh Hawley. Carla May is a state senator from St. Louis who joins two other Democrats, St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell, who entered the race last month, and antitrust attorney Lucas Kuntz, who's trying again after running for the Senate last year. May points to her work on an overhaul of Missouri criminal justice laws as proof that she can get things done. This is about a person who's able to go to Washington, D.C. and work with the individuals there to get the job done. This is not about Republican or Democrat. This is about what is right and what's wrong. Some Republican lawmakers also made big announcements this week. House Budget Committee Chair Cody Smith threw his hat into the ring for state treasurer. He'll challenge the incumbent, his fellow Republican, Vivek Malik, who was appointed to that office by the governor earlier this year. Smith says he's got the right background for the job. Worked a lot in fiscal policy and had some success cutting taxes and eliminating public debt and balancing the state budget. And uh, I'd like to continue to take that experience and, and work on fiscal policy from the state treasurer's office. And another Republican, Missouri State Senator Holly thompson Rader, announced she's running for lieutenant governor in 2024. As KCUR Savannah Holly Bates reports, if she wins, she'd be the first woman in that office since 1989. Rader served as a Republican in the House of Representatives from 2012 to 2020 when she won her race for the state Senate. This year, she sponsored a law that bans transgender athletes from competing in sports that align with their gender identity. On KCUR's Up to Date, Rader said that she sees the lieutenant governor position as a way to communicate directly with constituents. I just think both sides of the aisle have really missed the boat in not listening to the public and focusing on that instead of focusing on fighting with each other. Rader will face off against House Speaker Dan Plocker in the Republican primary. And even before all those announcements, the week began with word from Missouri House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid from Springfield that she would seek the Democratic nomination for governor. We'll bring you our conversation with her when Kansas City Today continues in a moment. Back in 1908, 
Kansas City biscuit businessman Jacob Luce was locked into a bitter rivalry with Nabisco when he had this idea for a chocolate sandwich cookie, unlike anything on the market. The Hydrox had this like really elaborate laurel wreath and this really elaborate font. It was like a very baroque sort of cookie. How Kansas City created the original Oreo. That's on the podcast, A People's History of Kansas City. In November 2024, Missouri voters will choose a successor for Governor Mike Parson. Conventional wisdom, given that Parson's Republican Party holds every statewide office, both U.S. Senate seats, even supermajorities in both the House and the Senate, is that the next governor will be a member of the GOP as well. Democrats, of course, want to challenge that assumption, and the first challenger out of the gate is one of the state's most powerful Democrats, Crystal Quaid. She's a four-term state representative from Springfield, currently the House Minority Floor Leader, and I spoke with her about her first week on the campaign trail on KCUR's Up to Date. You rolled out your campaign on Twitter, held an event. What are you seeing and hearing around Missouri as people begin to contemplate an election that's still 16 months away? Well, I would say the uh, rollout of the campaign has been going well. Folks are are excited. We're getting a lot of positive feedback. Um, And I would say, you know, uh, across the state, even before we announced, um, we are hearing from folks that people are are a bit frustrated with the way Jefferson City has not been functioning, the divisiveness, the extremism, um, and folks, I think, are ready for some change. So I, I said you rolled out the campaign. That was literally true in a sense. You had images of yourself playing roller derby in your uh, launch video. In fact, let's listen to a little bit of that video now. Hi, I'm Crystal Quaid. People say politics can be tough. I tell them I can handle it. When you come from nothing, you fight the odds your whole life. So that was Crystal Quaid in her campaign launch video. Uh, you're, you're in a helmet and elbow and knee pads. You throw a pretty solid shoulder at someone in there. Uh, do you really play roller derby, by the way? <laughs> I used to. I do not now that I'm elected, but I did play for many years. You, you put the pads back on for the video. I did. <laughs> why, why that metaphor for this run for the governorship? You know, for a couple of reasons. One, um, the roller derby was such a big part of my life before I became a legislator. It uh, takes a lot of time. You build a lot of strong, beautiful relationships with all folks uh, from across the country, different backgrounds, different types of people, different political spectrums. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the metaphor works really well for this race, to be honest. You know, roller derby is a sport where you have to take hard hits, you got to give hard hits, and then you have to stand right back up as soon as you fall or else you com- get completely pummeled, right? And mm-hmm. So politics is very much the same way. And I think that mentality really has helped me through my career. How did this start? How did you end up running for state representative when you were were just turning 30? Yeah, so I decided to run for office, honestly, when I was in college. I went to Missouri State University to study social work. And it was uh, really because I wanted to help folks like my mom. And I realized very quickly that so, that public policy dictates everything that you want to do as a social worker. And so I decided to do my internship in Jefferson City, and I thankfully was able to. But it was when I was an intern, um, and I tell the story often, um, that I was one of the first couple debates. The lawmakers were talking about Medicaid and low-income folks. The way the elected officials talked about people in poverty, talked about my family, uh, was, was deeply frustrating, deeply offensive. And I remember thinking to myself, We need more regular people uh, who are making laws, folks who have lived experiences. 
And and it was at that moment that I decided I wanted to run. And so, you know, I, I worked for the U.S. Senate. I did some campaign work. And, of course, I was a social worker back in Springfield for many years before I ran in 2016. Representative Quaid, let me ask you some of the most basic questions about, uh, about running for governor. What would be your top two or three priorities? For me, it's really going to be about pocketbook issues. Um, we in Jefferson City, unfortunately, have not been spending much time on how we are helping individuals and helping individual families and small businesses move forward. There's so much infighting, and you know this. Um, we've had the fewest amount of bills passed in Jefferson City in my lifetime outside of COVID this past year. And so as, as governor, I really want to dig in and have real conversations about investing in Missouri with money, but also what types of policy platforms are we going to be pushing the legislators to be doing? And obviously, child care is a huge issue. Um, and we, we worked really hard across the aisle this year to try to find solutions, but the Republicans didn't let those bills pass. But I know child care in every corner of our state is a problem. I know that access to health care is still a real struggle that's affordable, especially on the prescription drugs conversation. Public education is constantly under attack in our state. You know, we have the lowest paid teachers in the nation, even after this pay raise. And we need to be really supporting our public schools, um, not only for communities like mine, but in rural Missouri, where the public school may may often be one or two only employers in the entire town. Uh, we need to be supporting them and not attacking them. You know, I, it's a very long list and I mm-hmm. can keep going. Um, well, I, you know, one of the things those those items on that list all have in common, and, and you you yourself noted this, that, that they didn't pass in the recent legislative session, which is controlled by Republicans. Even if you were elected next year, you would likely still need to overcome opposition from what would still likely be a Republican-controlled legislature. Do you think there are policy solutions that would actually find bipartisan support in this state? I absolutely do. And, and I will tell you, you know, there have been a lot of my laws that I have filed that have actually signed by the governor because Republicans put their name on it. And that's how I have gotten work done in Jefferson City as a Democrat is being willing to work with the other side and hand over ideas and not necessarily get credit for them. Um, And as governor, it would be the same. It would be finding folks that that we can collaborate on areas that are not partisan, which is most of the state, most of the issues don't fall within Democrats or Republicans. And I think that there is a lot of room for growth. So take us to day one of the Quaid administration. You finish dancing the Missouri waltz at the inaugural ball. You head back to your office. What's the first thing you do? My honest answer to you, and it might not be as fun. I think that the first thing I will do is really spend significant time looking at our state agencies, the folks who are currently working there, whether or not they've been doing well or what improvements we need to be making. The governor has a few big jobs. One of them, of course, the state budget and outlining the priorities. The other piece of that is making sure our government functions and runs well. And we have so many agencies in our state that every day I hear from folks that it's not working Um, And that is the job of the governor. And so I'm going to dig in and really look at what our responsibilities are and if we're delivering. Representative Quaid, I do want to ask a little about the politics of this. It's a topic we've explored a lot. And that's the the prospects for a Democratic governor, for Democratic Party priorities, for any Democrat seeking office in Missouri in the present environment. You would become the standard bearer of your party. What is the state of of Missouri Democratic hopes right now? I mean, where where is the party's uh, chance of success? I think that there's a lot of room for hope. And um, over the past seven years that I've been in Jefferson City, that has continued to grow. We've been flipping seats. We've been building infrastructure. In the House, we are only uh, three seats away from breaking the Republican supermajority hold. And I do believe that we're going to do that this next election cycle. Um, And so I think that there is a lot of room for hope. And when it comes to statewide, you know, what I like to remind folks, 
my, you mentioned that I've had um, a, a relatively young career in government in the past seven years. But when I first entered the fray, Jay Nixon was still our governor, the Democrat. And Jay Nixon won more votes statewide than any other politician ever has in Missouri's history. And that was not long ago. So what has gone wrong in this short amount of time then? Uh, because nowadays, Democrats uh, are, are not only not winning statewide office, any statewide office, but in some counties outside of the city areas of, of Missouri, they're losing 80 percent of the votes. Yeah, I think, it, you know, when folks ask what is the um, mathematical pathway, you know, where do you spend your energy? What does that look like? My answer is everything has to be a both and. In our cities, voter turnout has dropped significantly, and that is an area where we have to make improvement. We have so many unregistered people who are able to vote throughout our state, um, and the numbers are pretty astronomical, and that's an area where we've got to be investing and spending time getting more people to the ballot box. But then the other piece of that is, yes, we have to be looking at rural Missouri. When we look at our ballot initiatives that pass, Medicaid expansion, stopping right to work, you know, minimum wage, all of those things, it is a combination of our cities turning out and getting, you know, close to 400,000 votes in rural Missouri. And so any statewide elected has got to be doing both of those things. You know, I'm curious about something else, and that was the focus at this early stage in your campaign, at least, on one particular Republican opponent. Uh, here's a little more from that launch video from this week. I'm not worried about bullies like Jay Ashcroft, because Missouri has never seen a governor like me before. Ashcroft uses fear to score cheap political points and divide us. I'm running for governor for one simple reason, because parents who are working extra shifts today have children who need to beat the odds tomorrow. Crystal Quaid's campaign launch video. You focus there, Representative Quaid, on your campaign and on your campaign website on Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. He's one of at least three Republican candidates who are now considered likely to seek the office, why focus on him and not on Mike Kehoe, not on Bill Eigel? Yeah, for a couple of reasons. I mean, the, the obvious answer is we know he's pulling very far ahead from his opponents. And with his name ID because of his dad, you know, he, we know that he's going to do well in any primary. Um, but the real reason, honestly, goes, goes back to why I decided to even jump in this year to begin with. And in Jefferson City, in my time there, what I continue to see are attacks on personal individual freedoms from the Republicans. And I use the phrase bullies because that, that really is how it feels often from the attacks on the public libraries, trying to completely defund them, to saying that businesses and, and school leaders can't have any sort of language of diversity, equity, and inclusion in their mission statements. And when I named Jay Ashcroft, it's quite honestly because he is the epitome of those extremes in the Republican Party that I know Missourians are tired of. Do you see uh, an example for yourself to win in Missouri looking to examples like Kansas Governor Laura Kelly or Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir, Democrats who have won in fairly red states? Absolutely. We are looking at what, what other folks have done and having conversations with, with them as leaders and their staff as well to talk about the climate, what were the issues at the time. And I do think that Kansas is a great example. You know, Kansas had abortion on the ballot uh, while Governor Kelly was up for re-election and everyone expected her to, to not perform the way she did and she won, right? And so, yes, we are looking at those different states as we always do when we're looking at, you know, the numbers and the nitty gritty of the campaign. That was Missouri House Democratic leader Crystal Quaid of Springfield. I spoke with her about her hopes to become the state's governor on KCUR's talk show, Up to Date. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and Gabriella Lacey and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For all the latest news about state government and politics and everything else, 
visit kcur.org, the online home of Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.